Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So I see um, that all the uh, vaccines, the the names are being changed now from your AZ and your Pfizer and your Moderna to all these different new uh, fancy names that I can't pronounce. Well, once they get full official approval now, it's gone away from the company's name and their experimental vaccine. And now it's a fully approved vaccine with its own name. Oh, it's fully approved now. Yeah. So it's good. (laughs) All medical experts say it's it's fine. It's a sum. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is something, uh, and listen, it's an ongoing thing. We, we learn stuff as we go. And I don't think I ever knew this. But I now understand how the vaccine works a little better in that it goes into your system. It's really only in your system for like about 72 hours. Yep. It, that it, it, it puts the antibodies in there. Teaches your body. Yeah, yeah and then it goes away. Uh-huh. I, I guess I just always thought, oh, it's, it's in me now. It's, and maybe that's where people get hung up. And that they think the vaccine's in them and doing things it's not supposed to. When really the vaccine just comes in, gives you the antibodies, and then disappears. It's like your mother-in-law dropping off a pie and then leaving. <laughs> <laughs> then you enjoy the pie. You don't want your mother around all the time. But the thought of her lingers. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want your mother-in-law around all the time. But much like a vaccine, you don't want it there all the time. But if she drops off a pie and heads on home, yeah, everybody's good. Right. So think of it like that. Vaccine's like your mother-in-law. She's coming over to give you something good. That's how I get. I would deal with it. Uh, yesterday, I almost didn't need the vaccine. I was almost dead. Right. This this morning show would have been just rock mornings with Lucky. <laughs> you would have been sitting here talking to you on the talk of the wall. It's amazing how you equate <laughs> taking a shot in the gut yeah. or maybe the stones and uh, the private parts as as deadly. I was literally, I saw my life flash before my eyes and I got to tell you something. I haven't had a good life. <laughs> I want to redo. <laughs> I, wanna, I watched that movie and I didn't like it. It's not winning any Oscars anytime soon. <laughs> Hang on a second. Set the scene here because we were golfing. Yes. The Simcoe Hall Settlement House Golf Tournament, third uh-huh. annual. Uh, we've been uh, proud to be a part of all of them, especially the second and third, because it meant we got invited back. They almost needed a funeral home as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we've had that in tournaments. That's scarier, yeah, I think. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. It was an odd giveaway. It was a, it was a long drive. Remember that one? It was yeah. a long drive competition for like an urn. Yeah. So strange. I took a wedge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess if you got a lot of golf balls at home, you can throw them in the urn. Right. So Um, I'm speaking of which, we're at the side of the green. Yeah. And with a wedge in his hand, Rob Havery, our Havery Landscaping, who who, uh, sponsors the tournament. Good guy. Great guy. Gets us in there as well. And he's a decent golfer. He is. Well, except for this shot. Except for this one. Yeah. Um, uh, But we were right at the side of the green. And uh, and we had to flop it over a bunker. Mm -hmm. And so, you know... We were chipping it on, and, and he brought out, which he, he has this club, and maybe it's the landscaper in him. Mm. It's like a shovel. It, it's, right. Well, he could have dug my grave with it. A 68-degree wedge that someone gave him. Yeah. And every now and then, he'll pull this thing out. It say, lies. Let's give this a try. Yeah, like it's completely flat on the ground. But yeah, pretty much. And so I was, I guess, like on about a 90-degree angle from him, and I, and I uh, was probably at least 15 feet Right. To the right of him. You had scurried off to catch the beer cart girl. Yes. I and was doing the, the country of service on yes, that Yes, you yeah. were taking one for the team. And and I just thought, well, he'll pitch on and we'll all go up and putt. And all of a sudden, it's just, whoo, this golf ball goes whipping by my bits. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> there wasn't a lot of room there to wiggle. <laughs> and I wiggled. <laughs> it went, it like, like I'm, I'm telling you, uh, uh, another, I don't know, six inches my way, I, I would have I taken it, I would have seen the stars and the moon. <laughs> yeah, let's go with six inches your way. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> it was not good. That's what threw off the rest of my game. That's why I was, again, uh, not a great golfer yesterday. It was six inches closer, it would have hit your belly button. <laughs> so, uh, on uh, Wednesday, uh, we had had uh, a fella come over, and we had this big hedge down the side of the driveway, and he, he trimmed it all up because so much rain in July. Oh, you got that done already? The neighbor had asked for that, well, right? Yeah, yeah. The neighbor uh, who's redoing his driveway, he just bought this house a year or so ago, and now they're putting in a new driveway, and so the hedge had grown up over the driveway a bit, so we wanted to, uh, he wanted to trim it, and if we could get it done before this weekend, then great. So I went and I saw my guy, and he said, oh, yeah, I got, I got time on, uh, on Wednesday. I'll, I'll come and do it. So terrific. So he came, he did our side, he did their side. Normally you just do it once a year, but with all the rain in July, it, it's overgrown. Anyhow, he finishes, he leaves. Perfect. I, uh, I go out in the afternoon to go do some uh, grocery shopping, and I notice that sitting in front of my garage is a little white, like, um, uh, uh, not a thermos, but a little white basket, a plastic, you know, that you'd carry water bottles and stuff. Okay. In. Like a cooler. A cooler, right. little white cooler with a blue lid. And it's just sitting there by the garage. And so my assumption is that it was the guy's, that he had water in it, and he had just forgotten it. So I pick it up. It's empty, or it feels empty. I throw it in my trunk. I got to go to the grocery store. I'll swing by his house. I'll drop it off. Swing by his house. He's outside. I go, hey, uh, you forgot your little uh, cooler. He goes, well, that's, that's not mine. I went, oh. He goes, um, he goes I found it in the, in the hedge, so I just put it there. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, oh okay. So I How overgrown it, was this hedge? Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there's a bunch. There's a whole, that's a whole other story. There's a bunch of wood there from when the tree got cut down. Maybe that's where it was. I don't know. I never saw this thing before. So because the neighbor has been doing a lot of work, he's had a new, uh, a new floor, new cement floor put in his garage, and he's put a pad in the back, and he's done patio work, and he's had a lot of guys working around the outside of his property. When the guy who trimmed the hedge said to me, I found it in the hedge, I just assumed, oh, it probably belongs to one of the many workers that were there that they forgot it. Right. So I just take it and I go to their house and I put it down beside their garage. (laughs) What have you done? (laughs) So yesterday I get a text from my eldest son's girlfriend. Right. Uh, Ariel is her name. She says to me, did you see a little white cooler with a blue lid? It's full of Sully's dog poop. Oh. Her dog, her little dog. Because I don't want the... I said I don't want the dog poop piling up in the garage. I said I don't want the dog poop piling up in the garage. So she was stacking it at the side of the house. And then Daniel said to her, well, maybe it's going to attract animals. He should. So she bought this little cooler with a clamp on it. So now I've taken a, a cooler of poop to my neighbors as a housewarming gift. Now, here's the other thing. They're a lovely, lovely couple. They're an Asian family. And I think to myself, oh, my God, they're going to find this cooler of poop and think it's some kind of hate crime in the neighborhood. So I go over and the cooler... Why wouldn't you look in it? Because it felt empty. Like it was just light. 
Well, the dog is tiny. I guess his poops are... You got to have a lot of poop before you get any weight, I guess. So I go around the hedge. I go around the hedge, and the cooler's gone. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. So I knock on the door. I said, did, did you find a white cooler? Well, here is the other thing. When I dropped it off, they have cameras outside. Right. So, so they, they know it's they, you. They, they would be like, well, why did Craig bring us a cooler of poop? Nice, nice house. They're so nice to me. They let me use their backyard when we were building part of my Taj Mahal. Very nice people. Why would he bring us a cooler of poop? Did they have it? No. So what happened was the wife answered the door, and I, you know, I'm so sorry. Did you find a white cooler? And I explained the whole story. I said, I felt so bad. Like, who would ever find a cooler on their property, open it up, and find it full of dog poop? I said, it was me, but it was a mistake because I thought of this, that, and the other thing. She said, oh, no, my husband took it and dumped it in a... In a he, he manages buildings or something, so they got dumpsters, so he, he dumped it in there. I said, no, we, we want to give you a housewarming gift. Just not that. Rolling Stone magazine updated its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. It's the first update in 17 years. And there's been some movement. Now, they, they don't just sit around a, a, a table, five or six people, and, and make all these decisions. The list is created with over 250 artists' input, writers, and industry figures. And they participate in a poll of over 4,000 songs. So it's, uh, it's quite the endeavor. And uh, first time that they've... Uh, They've uh, changed up the list in uh, 17 years. Uh, now the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, takes the top spot for her version of Respect. Okay. Rolling Stone considering it the greatest song of all time now. Number two, second place, Public Enemies Fight the Power. Really? Yeah. It, uh, you notice when you look at it, compared to the original list that came out in 04, the change in styles of music is huge. There's far more hip-hop, country music, Latin pop, reggae, R&B. Outkast, Hey Yeah, checks in at number 10. Kanye West, Stronger, took the final spot at number 500. So bands like the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, Fleetwood Mac, these bands that all, you know, kind of held the spot forever, are, are now being pushed aside for the likes of Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Lord, Taylor Swift, Lizzo. Little Nas X, The Weeknd, Lady Gaga all showing up. Huh. Uh, a ro- uh, like a Rolling Stone, Bob Dylan was the top song in 04, and the Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, was number two. The Stones don't even crack the top ten, and they only uh, land at 13 with Gimme Shelter, so I Can't Get No Satisfaction doesn't even show up in the top 20. Do they say what it's based on? Is it based on like popularity, sales, like a whole mix of all of that? It's probably a bit of everything, I guess. What the songs have meant, how they, uh, how they have endured time. Yeah. I mean, it's a little unfair to some of the classic artists in the sense that, it, you know, if, if you count popularity and sales, mm. it's different when you had to actually go out and buy a mm. full album from a music store, find it, get it, pay for it, rather than sit in your pajamas and download it at home, right? I, I do like the idea, though, and as much as I like a lot of old songs, I do appreciate the idea that just because the Beatles or the Stones were there first doesn't yes. mean they should hold those spots forever. No, I agree. Yeah. It, you know, it just, you know, some weight has to be given, yeah. you know, to the fact that, you know, those those were popular in a time where you had to work to listen to it. Sure. Yep. So Aretha Franklin at one, as uh, mentioned, Public Enemy, Fight the Power 2. Sam Cooke, a change is going to come three. Dylan sits at four. Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, number five. Yeah. Marvin Gaye, The Beatles, Missy Elliott, Fleetwood Mac, Outkast, The Beach Boys, 
Stevie Wonder. So they still are in there, but uh, not like they once were dominating the whole thing. The shift is on. Yeah. Now, <laughs> funny enough, though, there is one band, uh, and this just made me laugh. They are absolutely furious. Let me get my little list here. I guess they once they found out about this uh, Top 500 being released, they went to the list and checked it out, and they're nowhere to be found on it. So they went right to Twitter and social media saying, this is straight up wrong. How can our song not be on this list with like a ton of question marks? Are we missing something? Uh, their rage didn't end there. They proceeded to start tagging the usernames of different Rolling Stone writers. Wow. That band? Smash oh. Mouth. <laughs> hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Really? Yeah, they believe it should be a top 500 song. Of all time. Of all time. I mean, it was popular. Catchy. Was great in a couple of soundtracks. Right. But to, uh... To go screaming. Be livid. Were they on it before? I guess not. Probably not. Or maybe they were. Maybe maybe in the 17th. Well, how old? Oh, yeah. That song's older than 17 years. Of course. It was in right. the 90s. So, yeah, maybe they made the first round. And now they're they're removed. Gone. Yep. So, you're not an all-star no more, <laughs> Smash Mouth. Well, perhaps if you're being invited over to somebody's home this weekend for a barbecue or a meal and you want to bring something, you might be, uh, you might want to uh, go out and purchase uh, a nice bottle of wine. Uh, there is a bottle that, um, well, maybe isn't so great for a backyard barbecue, more uh, for a bachelorette party, I guess. There is a rosé uh, wine that's being sold now that is uh, shaped like a guy's junk. <laughs> And I've seen the photo. <laughs> you had to Google it. I had to Google it. And uh, there it is in all its splendor. All right. Yeah, and the photo has these three young women who all look like they're out for the evening. All with their hand positioned around the bottle. <laughs> it's a big bottle. <laughs> is the Pinot Noir in a bigger <laughs> bottle than the white? Is it? Uh... Uh, yeah. So these uh, three guys, buddies. We're all gabbing one day, and the topic of their wives going to so many bachelorette parties with all the phallic straws and cups right. came up. And so out of that, this was born. So this is, their, of course, their target market is women going to bachelorette parties. Right. I would say it's a gag gift, but that seems <laughs> a bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the brand name for this thing is brilliant. They decided to call the wine just the tipsy. <laughs> that alone. I want to invest. I'm going to call my financial advisor. I want to I want to put all my money into a, a penis wine bottle. A penis wine bottle. I think we're going to do huge. <laughs> It'll be huge. Going for about 33 bucks a bottle, supposedly you can order it online at tipsybrand.com. Oh, really? So uh, go take a look. <laughs> they should make it in a Tetra, because when it's empty, it'll just go <laughs> soft. It is Rock Mornings. We haven't had a chance to talk about this, but it truly is impressive. This SpaceX that launched four tourists into space on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. It's the first time we sent an all-civilian crew into orbit. Uh, Bezos hit the edge of space last month by going up about 106 kilometers. This one is going to hit 574 kilometers. 
That's even higher than the space station. They're yeah. currently zipping around Earth at 17,000 miles an hour, and the tip of their ship is a big plexiglass dome, so they're getting a pretty good view <laughs> up there. Screaming at them. Oh, man, that is really cool. Uh, it's the, I think the, the highest any mission has gone since, like, the Apollo missions. Mm-hmm. They'll spend three days in orbit and splash down to the Atlantic on Saturday, and this is a, a sign of the times. This is where we're heading. More and more people are going to be able to take that trip. Well, I mean, if you're with a billionaire. Oh, yeah, he's picking up the tab. That guy's story is really impressive, too. He's like a grade 10 dropout or something. He was a billionaire by the time he was, like, in his early 20s. Elon? Uh, no, the uh, the other guy. Oh, yeah. I forget his name now. Who, uh, who was involved in uh, taking them up in this. Thing. Oh, right, yeah. Anyhow, that is uh, totally cool. And one of those things that I just think, oof, I don't know that I could do it, but ever given the opportunity, how could you say no? <laughs> Easy. No. No. Yeah. I get scared at Wonderland. <laughs> I wonder if it feels like if, it, you know, when you're in a plane, of course, and it's going as fast as it's going, you can't really tell because there's nothing around you to observe the speed you're going at. Right. I wonder what 17,000 miles an hour feels like. Hmm. <laughs> just, I think you're just screaming the entire time. <laughs> just looking at the window going, ah! All these stars, all this stuff just flying at you, and you're, like, beside yourself. This is the coolest thing over. You take your kids, you look back, and they're down on their phone. <laughs> can I Can I charge here? Is there anywhere I can plug this in? Don't plug anything in. <laughs> no USB. You're going to kill the power. Anyhow, so they will uh, land in the Atlantic on Saturday. There's a genetics company called Colossal. They've raised $15 million to try to use DNA to bring back the woolly mammoth. They're going to try making a mammoth-elephant hybrid. Oh, the woolly. Like the, the big, woolly, uh, yeah. The, the big thing with all the fur. Why would that poor animal want to come back now with uh, the temperatures on the rise? <laughs> you bring me back in global warming. Yeah. First, you freeze me out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to come back. Like, shouldn't we ask him first? <laughs> He seems to, I don't, I've, I've never heard of any complaint. Um, <laughs> I, I read a quote, by the way, uh, and I don't know, I just saw it on a meme, but apparently it was Norm MacDonald who said, you know, years ago when one of his jokes was, when I die, I want to donate my body to science. Mm. But specifically, the scientist in charge of bringing people back from the dead. <laughs> that would be a Norm MacDonald joke. <laughs> Uh, ancient tools discovered in a cave in Morocco suggest humans were already making clothes 120,000 years ago. Okay. And I'm still wearing some of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a few mothball smells of it. Yeah. And uh, this is interesting. You might be able to get your coronavirus booster shot by eating a salad someday. Researchers in California are working on a way to put messenger RNA into vegetables <laughs> so we could eat our vaccine instead of getting a shot. That's what we should do. Invite all the anti-vaxxers to a big buffet. Well, slow down. Because if you're going to put it in something, why a salad? Put it in a hamburger. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Stack of pancakes. <laughs> then everybody would be vaxxed immediately. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.